1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, May the 27th, 2020 on today's show. We continue along with the 2020 opponent preview series. We're talking the Florida Gators. I'll break down Florida in their entirety, including their head coach, how they fared a season ago, their best returning players on offense and defense, give the overall outlook of their season and the game with South Carolina as well. And much, much more. Also, news and notes to get into, and also a bunch of your listener questions that I'm going to get after in just a little bit. Before we get into everything, this is a podcasting to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the best ticket buying app by far, the only ticket buying app I use. And the only one I'd recommend go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SpursUp. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, we continue to get good news on the sports front. They're letting athletes come back on campus. Some of the, of the leagues are, are stating they're going to maybe come back. All you need to know is sports are coming back sooner rather than later, and you want to make sure you have your tickets to whatever games you're going to, whether it be South Carolina Gamecock sporting events, because obviously we all have our fingers crossed that football season is going to get started on time, and there are going to be fans in the stadiums. We can all hope that. Um, But whether it be South Carolina Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, professional sporting events, whatever it may be, if you need your tickets, go use our friends at SeatGeek. they got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting, guys. So never again do you have to worry about scalping or worry about, hey, am I overpaying? Where am I sitting? Am I getting the best bang for my buck? Am I getting the best value? SeatGeek literally does all of that work for you, guys. They're changing the game when it comes to ticket buying. So again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S P R S U P to save $20 off your first purchase. Let's get it. What's up, guys? Happy Hump Day! I'm Chris Philjust the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. Got a packed show. We're getting back to the opponent preview series, talking about the Florida Gators on today's show. First things first. Hope everybody had a fantastic holiday weekend. I know yesterday we obviously had the interview, so didn't get to talk to you guys necessarily yesterday. So hope everyone had a fantastic holiday weekend. I know I did going out to the beach. It was an absolute blast. But I hope you guys all did as well. And I'm very very excited again to get back to the opponent preview series. We're diving right back into it and in what will be a very, very big game, the Gamecocks' Week 5 opponent in the Florida Gators. Before we are getting everything, a couple of housekeeping items, guys. One thing I want to make clear as well, there was no show Monday, as I'm sure you all know. Obviously, with the holiday, with it being a holiday, I figured, hey, let's treat it as such. But what we will be doing, I will actually be putting out a show on Friday of this week, so you guys have probably seen – Haven't been any Friday shows. I've been doing just Monday through Thursday. We're going to take that Monday show this week, though, and put it on Friday. So, today, obviously, you're getting the opponent preview for the Florida Gators. Tomorrow, we'll have another interview. And then on Friday, we'll have the opponent preview series continuing with Tennessee. So, talking Tennessee on Friday. So, just want to make that clear, just shuffling around a little bit because of the holiday this past weekend. But, yeah, Florida today, Tennessee Friday interview tomorrow. So, very excited to be all that in. Also, if you have not done so, click the pause button, go rate the show, leave five stars, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever platform it may be, take five seconds, rate the show, give your thoughts, give your feedback. If there's things you like, you don't like, if you have any feedback for the show you want to leave. But if you can, go leave five stars for the podcast. It helps boost up the podcast. For those that maybe have never heard of it, haven't found it, it helps them to find it. So, again, go leave five stars. Those of you who have already done so, I really, really do appreciate it. Also, if you're listening to the podcast and you're not subscribed, Not sure what you're doing at this point. Click the pause button, hammer that subscribe button. You're going to get the daily notifications for when the podcast drops because, obviously, the daily shows are back. Uh, All right, let's dive right into it. The 2020 opponent preview series rolls on. I'm very, very excited about it because, obviously, we've been talking about all these games so far. We've broken down Coastal, ECU. uh, We've talked Missouri, and then we talk Kentucky. But now we're really starting to get in the meat of the schedule when you're talking about the Florida Gators. The Florida Gators in the swamp, I, I might add. Uh, Saturday, October the 3rd, Carolina travels down to Bill H- Ben Hill Griffith Stadium in Gainesville, Florida to take on the Gators again. What could set up to be the biggest game of the season to that point for sure. Um, you take a look at the all-time series record, and Florida really dominates it. They lead it 28-9-3. and Obviously, that swung back in South Carolina's favor. When Steve Spurrier took over, uh, what was it, 2005, was the first time South Carolina had beaten Florida since like 19... 19- Sixty, I think it was. So, and it was at one point. I think last year's game was too. I think South Carolina went five and five against Florida in the last decade. But either way, Florida leads by a big margin. We all remember last year's meeting, though. South Carolina losing to Florida, thirty-eight to twenty-seven. And what's most memorable is not necessarily the play on the field, but the referees, um, the holding calls, or the missed holding calls. The just calls all over the field. And again, I'm not somebody that blames the refs directly and solely. I think there's other reasons South Carolina lost that game but certainly the officiating overshadowed almost everything that happened in that game. So, again, Florida beat South Carolina last year 38-27. to um, In 2019, the Gators 11-2 overall, 6-2 in the SEC. So, a really, really good year for head coach Dan Mullen, who enters his third season with Florida. Obviously looking to elevate that Florida program, take the next step, dethrone Georgia in the SEC East. I talked about how they did as far as record-wise in 2019. You get on the list, though – Really, really good year for Florida. Well, remember, they came out of the gate really sluggish, I thought. That Miami game, they won 24-20 to against Miami. I think it was the first college football game on TV, if I remember correctly. And very sloppy. I mean, it was very, very sloppy. Um, you'll also remember Florida had, you know, some some issues – not issues, but just some uh, – a changing of the guard. If you look, quarterback Kyle Trask took over for Florida last year, played really well. But they beat Miami opening week a little sluggish, but then – took care of business against UT Martin, got their revenge on Kentucky. They won that one 29-21, um, beat Tennessee 34-3, to beat Towson, beat Auburn by 11, lost at LSU in what was a primetime game, 42-28, to obviously LSU on that crazy run. Uh, but they bounced back to beat South Carolina, obviously, um, and then lost to Georgia 24-17. to That's the one that's really sticking in Gators fan sides right now is that Georgia game has really, really been tough on them. Beat Vanderbilt 56 and nothing, won at Mizzou, pounded Florida State again to finish 10 and 2 in the regular season, then went to the Orange Bowl where they played the Virginia Cavaliers and beat them 36 to 28. A Virginia team that gave a lot of people fits last year, actually. So uh, 11 and 2, though, 6 and 2 in the conference. I mean, a really, really good year for Florida as far as, like I said, taking that next step. Obviously, Georgia is the one game, the one team standing in their way in regards to winning the East. But Florida fans, you talk to them. I was just talking to them before I got on this uh, got on this show, before I hit the record button. One of our guys that I, I was with that I know is a big Florida guy, he actually covers Florida. Let me get this correct because my buddy Jackson Raymer, I'll give him a shout-out really quickly. Um, or at least he used to cover Florida. I think he still covers Florida. He's out in Arizona now. I don't know if he covers Florida anymore or not. Anyways, big Florida guy. Used to write for one of like the Florida Illustrated, whatever, one of those websites. So he's very well-versed with the Gators is what I'm trying to say. He said that 11-1 and one would be a slight disappointment for Gators fans. So, you know, take it take it for what it's worth. Obviously, 11-1 and one lofty, but I think a lot of Gator fans are looking at this 2020 season and saying, okay, this is the year, Dan Mullen. This is the year for the Florida Gators to return back to the top level of college football. That's how a lot of their fans feel. Um, let's take a look at the best returning players on offense and defense. We'll start on offense. I got to go under center here. Quarterback Kyle Trask, the redshirt senior, 25 touchdowns, seven picks a year ago, um, was really, really good for Florida. You take a look yardage-wise through four, through four – got it, where is this at? 2,941 yards. So just under 3,000 yards. He's a fifth-year senior. Kyle Trask, in my opinion, is one of those guys that has the opportunity to be arguably the best quarterback in the SEC. He has all the tools. If you'll remember last year – And I talked about that game last year when Florida beat South Carolina and Columbia. And, you know, listen, most fans want to go to the refs as the reason South Carolina lost. And they definitely played a factor in that game. Let's not pretend like they didn't. They did. But I thought one of the biggest things in that game, and listen, you take a look now, Kyle Trask was a redshirt junior, Ryan Holinsky a true freshman. But Kyle Trask outdueled Ryan Holinsky. That's why they won that game. Kyle Trask made more big plays. He just simply made more big plays. He was the one evading the pass rush, making the big throws. You know, Ryan did his best. Obviously, I think he played like a true freshman, and Florida's defense was very, very good. Give them some credit as well. But Kyle me, is the leader of this offense, and I think he has the opportunity. You know, if you look at quarterback rankings right now, he's going to be ranked third, fourth, maybe fifth at worst, but probably second, third, or fourth. So he's got the opportunity to be – you know, kind of one of the guys that's leading the SEC as far as standout players and especially standout quarterbacks coming from the SEC. Their best returning player on defense. A lot of good defensive guys are now gone from that Florida team, but Marco Wilson, the defensive back, Redshirt Jr., remember that name. Three interceptions last season. He's gonna be a guy looking to fill the role that CJ Henderson has left behind now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's gonna be looking to fill that role as the top defensive back in that group. And again, There's a lot of good ones. Again, he was second on the team in picks with three. Uh, The team leader wasn't even C.J. Henderson. It was Donovan Steiner with four interceptions. And Steiner, I believe, is back this year. So C.J. Henderson, a guy, listen, as good as he was, not a lot of people throwing his way. Um, I believe he did have – no, didn't have a pick last year. Actually did not have a pick last year. But either way, uh, Marco Wilson, a guy certainly that played opposite side um, that played opposite side of C.J. Henderson. He's going to be the guy that's going to have the opportunity to step up, be that dude. Again, three picks last year, two-and-a-half tackles for loss. He finished with 36 tackles on the year. So, again, a playmaker on that Gators defense for sure. Um, the overall outlook for the Florida Gators. Let's take a look at their 2020 schedule really quickly. I'll just run down this. Uh, very favorable, especially to start the year. Let's see. Five of their first six games are in games. where well, you've got Eastern Michigan, Kentucky, South Alabama all at home. Then they travel to Knoxville to take on Tennessee, and I think what could be a really interesting game in Knoxville. They come back home to face South Carolina in week five. Um, face South Carolina in week five. LSU at home, which will be a primetime game. Not last year's LSU team, though. So you think Florida's probably going to have the upper hand in that one. Then three straight on the road at all Miss against Georgia, which I say on the road it's a neutral site. That'll be the one, though, that's circled. That will be the one that is circled for – Gator fans and probably for Georgia fans as well but at Ole Miss Georgia and Jacksonville then at Vanderbilt and Nashville they close out their last three Mizzou at home New Mexico State at home and then at Florida State closes out their regular season so again if you take a look at that schedule I mean you take a look at their West draw yes they get LSU that's at home but their other West opponents at Ole Miss you ask any Gamecock fans I would love to trade Texas A&M for Ole Miss or trade LSU for Ole Miss, obviously. So not too bad of a draw there. But again, the schedule is very, very manageable. I take a look at that schedule. I think Florida. I'll be honest. I think at minimum they're probably a ten-win team. I really do. I think they're most likely a ten-win team, say ten and two. But the big question this year again for Gators fans and in the SEC, one of the big questions is: Is this the year that Florida dethrones Georgia? is this the year that Kyle Trask and you know that that retooled defense finally leads Florida i guess to the next step if you will obviously Dan Mullen what he's been building towards since he got that job again coming into his third season it's going to be Atlanta or a bust for Florida there's no question you know you, you you could i think Florida fans were probably pretty happy last year and year 2 the steps he made again going 11 and 2 6 and 2 in the conference but Florida or bust that's what it is for the Gators this year there's no question um, one other note I put here, does Trask take the next step? Like I said earlier, does he take the next step to become an elite SEC quarterback? You know, a lot of people ask the question, where do you rank Ryan Halinski among SEC quarterbacks? A lot of people are asking the same question about Kyle Trask. Because, again, was good last year, wasn't great all the time. Um, but, I mean, just, again, just under 3,000 yards, 25 TDs, seven picks. Um, very, very solid. I mean, there's no question. Very, very solid for Florida. But does he take that next Step Because I think if Florida's going to take out Georgia, uh, which Georgia, listen, Georgia's a team with a lot of questions, especially quarterback. I mean, what is Jamie Newman going to do? The dude's never taken a snap in the SEC. I know he was good at Wake Forest, but what's he going to do? So I think Florida may even have less questions than Georgia does. But can they take that next step as a team and take Georgia out? Because Georgia's the champs, at least of the East, until somebody dethrones them. For sure. Now, I want to talk about this game from the South Carolina perspective of things because, you know, listen, I know a lot of you have been getting uh, a little irritated with me. I gave Kentucky a lot of credit. I gave Mark Stoops a lot of credit last week. And I don't, you know, I don't take back anything I said. I said what I meant, especially with Mark Stoops and his comparison to Will Muschamp. But shining a ray of optimism, especially on this game. Let's just live in the land of hypotheticals for a second. Because to me, South Carolina could hypothetically start 4-0. I mean, it could even happen. Realistically, you should be 2-0. And you really should beat Missouri at home. That'd be 3-0. And beating Kentucky on the road, I mean, it's going to be a challenging game. But it's not like, it's, it's not like you're playing at LSU. It's not like you're playing at Georgia. Very winnable game. I think it's a coin flip game. Very winnable. This game, to me, could prove to be would you argue the biggest game of the Will Champ era of South Carolina's 4-0 going to Gainesville in week five? Because, listen, Florida's going to be 4-0 unless they lose at Tennessee. Very possible. I think that'll be a very interesting game. But, listen, Florida's the favorite. But Eastern Michigan, Kentucky, South Alabama, that's an easy 3-0, no doubt. All those at home and then at Tennessee. Can you imagine if South Carolina and Florida are 4-0, both 4-0, Gamecocks at 2-0 in the SEC, Florida at 2-0 in the SEC. You're talking about a game for first place in the division. And, again, I know it's early in the season. And, again, we're living in the land of hypotheticals right now. I'll just spoil it for you. I'm not predicting South Carolina to start 4-0. I'm not. Absolutely not. I'm absolutely not. But it's fun to think about. And I think – I mean – would you argue there's been a bigger game of the Will Muschamp era than if that scenario happens? You know what I mean? Like, has there been a bigger game for Will Muschamp and this program under his leadership? Because, I mean, I'll tell you this. I think if South Carolina starts 4-0, and you know, the conversation of Will Muschamp, his status of returning, unless you absolutely bomb it, there's you, you, you should be back. You should win at least six games at that point. You know, but I think this game again, just hypothetically, because it's going to be possible. I mean, you should 110 percent start two and zero, Mizzou at home. You should win that game. There's no excuse. And then at Kentucky, the toss up. You can win it. This could be a huge, huge get the program back on the right track type of game. Even if you lose it close. I feel like if you're 4-1 and one and you lose a close road game to Florida, it's kind of like, hey, like, <clears throat> we're showing that progress, that we're getting back on track. You know what I mean? This, this this thing this thing is going the right direction. I think that would give a lot of Gamecock fans hope of that. It'd give me hope that, hey, maybe this thing is going in the right direction. Now, if South Carolina's 4-0 and oh, and, you know, listen, like a guy like Marshawn Lloyd's a household name. There's no doubt. He's a household name. But I guess my only point is, is that if South Carolina can handle their business, and in the world of hypotheticals, this could serve as the, as the biggest game of the Will Muschamp era. No question, no question. Just just what could be? You could really shake the college football world if you can if you can get that W somehow, some way. Again, in Gainesville, you're not going to be. You might be a double digit underdog. Who knows? But if you can somehow steal it. Start five and zero, and you're first in the East. Who would have thought that? Who would predict that? So, again, living in the world of hypotheticals, but it's possible. It is possible. This game could mean a whole lot for South Carolina. Could mean a whole lot for Will Muschamp. Could mean a whole lot for this game, Cox football program. No doubt, no doubt. It'd be the biggest game of the Will Muschamp era, and it'd probably be the biggest game for South Carolina football. I mean, since 2013. Maybe, maybe since Georgia 2014. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. It'd probably be the biggest game since then. So, yeah, we'll see. Should be a lot of fun. But I think the Gators, I think the Gators are in store for a good year. I think this is going to be a tough game for South Carolina. It's not going to be a game South Carolina is going to be favored him. But again, I think there could, if you can handle your business in the beginning of the season, I think you could have the opportunity to make a huge statement and make a splash in the college football world and maybe, maybe get South kind of football back on the map on a national scale. Just maybe. So that's going to do it for the Florida Gators. A lot of good stuff. I'm really excited for that game. Praying, fingers crossed, guys, the football season happens as normal and fans can go because I've never been to the Swamp, personally. I would love to go. The plan was to go. But again, if there's no fans, I'm not going to go. But either way, it should be a lot of fun. Um, all right, one quick note to get to, and then we'll get in these listener questions really quickly. One quick note, um, and it's really not even a South Carolina-related note. It kind of is. Uh, the J.J. Jones news last week committing to North Carolina. Um, a lot of you have asked me as, as far as my feedback, my thoughts on that, what do I think on that. You know, it, <laughs> not good. Not good. Put it that way. You know, I to you guys that the 2021 class is going to be very tough. You know, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a grind, a struggle, but especially if you're not getting those guys. Like, he's a Myrtle Beach kid, you know. He's a Myrtle Beach kid. And I know people have their comments, oh, he wasn't going to play. That, Bro, you, you just can't. You can't lose a guy like that. You can't lose a guy like that. Now, maybe, hey, listen, the recruiting process is long. You never know. He might decommit, whatever he might do. But it just sucks to lose an in-state kid. really does. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get in these listener questions. There's a ton of them, so I want to go ahead and get into them. Uh, let's see. We'll start. Brian underscore Marcher. Does Georgia make it to the college football playoffs this year? I'm going to say no. I think they lost a lot, man. I-, I really do. Like, what do we know about this Newman kid at quarterback? I'm not saying Georgia's going to be bad. But am I going to pick them to make the playoff right now? I'm going to say no. Because I think Florida might win the East. I really do. I think Florida might win the East this year. So, we'll see. Um, AL.01 underscore, who do you think will be the best quarterback at the end of their career currently on the roster? Hmm, That's tough. I mean, that's really tough. I'm going to say – (laughs) That's tough. I mean, I'm probably going to go with Luke Doty, to be honest with you. I'm going to go with Luke Doty. I just think that – you know, I think Holinsky will have a solid career, but you got to think Doty two, three years from now, there will be more talent on the roster. And, again, I think his style of play. Like, I think you – I really think you need a dual-threat guy to win big at Carolina. I really do. I love Ryan, but I think you need that. I think you need that. So, I don't know. I'm going to go Doty. It may be Helensky. Who knows, though? That's a tough question. It's hard to project that two, three, four years out. You know what I mean? Um, Michael underscore Dunlap. Will fans be allowed and will he be this fall? I hope so. I doubt it. I hope so. But I highly doubt it. The 1801 News. SEC champion within seven years. I mean, there's nothing historically that says I should say yes to this question. So, I'm going to say no. As much as I don't want to, I'm going to say no. Um, Scott W. Lawson, we lose to Coastal, but go on to beat Florida and also go 6-6. Six and six. What are your thoughts? Number one, that wouldn't happen. I, I mean, maybe it, college football is crazy, but we lose to Coastal Carolina to start the year, my friend. And no offense, Will Muschamp should not have a job after that. Like, he, he shouldn't be able to come back to work. Just no way. So, but that won't happen. Well we're gonna beat Coast. No question. Uh Mike T. Miller 59. Favorite year of Carolina football? Um probably 2013, because I had season tickets. That was the first time I had season tickets. So, and we were really good, obviously. Clowney senior year, Shaw senior year. I'd probably say 13. Um, let's see. Evan underscore Gamecock one twelve zero two zero South Carolina will win five Natties in five years. Spurs up, you are awesome, Evan. Appreciate it. that's the that is the optimism and the positivity we all need right now for sure. Uh, ben Smitty twenty seventeen has have we already seen the best South Carolina football can do under Steve Spurrier? Maybe, maybe. I mean, to win, even though you didn't win a title, to win forty games in four years. I mean. What, 43 games in four years? You know, or 42, whatever. I don't know that you're going to see a better run than that. I I, I don't know. I'd like to think so, but I don't know. Again, there's nothing historically telling me I should say there will be a better run. So, maybe, maybe. Um. All right, hold on. Let me get to these other ones real quick, too. We got more questions. I think a lot of these centering around the Florida game specifically Heath Watson, fifty-five. Who are the starting linebackers for Game One? So you're talking about Coastal Game One. I think it's Ernest Jones in the middle. Um, Sharad Green will be out there as well. And in that last linebacker spot, kind of tough to say, to be honest. Um, I don't know. That that's a great question. I don't know who will be. Who will be that third guy? Maybe Resendo Lewis. But I think there are other candidates. There's going to be a lot of different options there. I think a lot of different guys will play as well. So, Evan underscore Gamecock, 112-020. What's your score? Minus 24 to 10, Cox. He's talking about against Florida. Man, it's tough to predict that right now. I mean, I'd probably say a score of something like 31 to 24, Florida, on the road. I think they'll probably get the W. But, again. We got four games to see before that. Let's see those games, and I can give a lot better of a prediction. And I'll give my official predictions actually about a month and a half from now. So, stay tuned for that as well. But I haven't really thought of a score prediction for that game. Um, Thomas underscore Wade, how do we beat them when the refs cannot call penalties? Hopefully, they're better. That's all I can say. They were awful in that game. I was at that game. It was freezing cold. Miserable, though. They were terrible. They were terrible. Um... R underscore Woodard dot four eight. Do you think the game will be close like it was this year? Or will Florida dominate us? I think it'll be a close game. I do. I think it'll be a close game. Uh Last question. S dot rush seven. Israel McQuamud projected first round draft pick. Will J.C. Horn make a jump this year? I think J.C. will. I think J.C. will come show up ready to play, ready to ball out. I think he will make a jump. I do. I, I, I want to believe that. I think this is his money year. This is his draft year. Same from Mekwamu. I think both those guys should play their best football this year. They really should. Both those guys should play their best football. So, um, so yeah, that's going to do it. Appreciate you guys tuning in again. Very, very excited for this week. Talking Florida. Florida's in the books now. Really excited for the season, guys. We just get closer and closer. Guess what? Tomorrow, 100 days until kickoff tomorrow. And we start the countdown on social media. You guys remember that I might have have some other stuff in the works as well on social media as far as counting down uh, to opening kick. But very exciting. Very, very exciting. We're getting closer and closer and closer to football. Hope everyone's staying healthy, staying safe. And, again, hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Appreciate you all tuning in. Remember, interview tomorrow. And then Friday we are breaking down the Tennessee Volunteers. So, again, I'll be putting out – another question box on Instagram, another question uh, tweet, if you will, on Twitter. So if you guys have any questions specifically to that game or about South Carolina football or whatever it may be, leave those as well because I love answering the listener questions. But, again, really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you have a fantastic Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much.